Every memorable gift starts with a wondrous story. Giving a gift with energy helps it last just that bit longer. So imagine a story from the high seas where Jefferson's ocean bourbon and rye whiskies are aged and transformed by unpredictable and unrelenting elements. They'll taste a journey in every sip, darkened by pounding waves, kissed by ocean breezes and caramelised by equatorial heat. Give the gift of adventure. Give Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon and Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon Rye. Please, sip responsibly. Copyright 2023, Jefferson's Bourbon Company, Crestwood, Kentucky. So why do you want to learn a new language? I'll tell you why. Because donde esta el baño can be a very important question at times. You know, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. I love the fact that I can go from my laptop to my phone to pretty much anywhere and learn the language of my choice. Not to mention I'm bringing my communication skills to new heights. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash startalk. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today. Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. Well, have we got a show for you tonight? Do they do they know the topic? They, they, no, they don't know the topic. They don't know the topic. You all came not even knowing the topic. No. The topic is poisons, parasites, and infectious diseases. The, the enthusiasm I've come to expect. <laughs> I want to bring out my special guest for this. Believe it or not, there are people in the world who are experts at this stuff. He's a colleague and friend from the American Museum of Natural History. Give me a warm Brooklyn bellhouse welcome for Mark Sadal. Mark! Mark curated an exhibit on poison at the American Museum of Natural History. So, I, I got my man. Who, who'd you bring? Damn. Uh, we, oh, can we, you we, do better? <laughs> no, certainly not in the world of poison. But I will bring two comedians out. Uh, one is a bit of a father and a bit of a spy. From Bob's Burgers and Archer, H. John Benjamin! Thank you. Tonight I will be playing the part of the parasite. (laughs) I'm Jewish, so there you go. Oh, by the way, just every night that we do this, we create a special drink just for that evening. 
themed by that topic. And so Kim, the bartender, uh, earlier she and I concocted a parasitic poison drink. That's what it's called. A special drink just for this evening. It did not exist before tonight. Well, you really phoned in the name of that one. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't even go for, like, parasitini or anything. Anything would have... All right, our final guest. She is awesome. This is so exciting that she could make it. From The Daily Show, ladies and gentlemen, Jessica Williams! Hi, guys. Hey. All right, let's get this party started. So let's just clarify. So, Mark, you're a curator and professor at the Sackler Institute of Comparative Genomics in the Division of Invertebrate Zoology at the American Museum of Natural History. His professional expertise is leeches. And in fact, his Twitter handle is the leech guy. I am the leech guy, and I can attest that Neil deGrasse Tyson could never possibly get that name because when we went in the field with Nova Science Now... Yes, we profiled some of his work back when I was hosting Nova Science Now. It took me into a leech pond. And they wouldn't wouldn't feed on you at all. Yeah, none of the leeches... (laughs) I felt unloved because they he got out the leeches all i had no leeches on me at all did i ever say i they they fed here and i swelled from my knee to my ankle that's just i did this for you so that's really creepy how do you get dates (laughs) yeah is that what it says on your tinder Well, I don't need dates. I have a charming and lovely wife who actually illustrated the book I wrote. The, oh, yes, 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 yes. There's a book. Poison. It's not about leeches. We'll do a leech book next. Okay. These are the stories about poison that we couldn't put in the exhibition. So, sinister species with deadly consequences. Yes, indeed. It's not an allegory for our marriage. I just want to make clear. <laughs> and, and your wife uh, illustrated the book. The yes, and I believe she's in the audience. Aren't you, Megan? Over there. All right. All right. You you couldn't get her a seat, apparently. Okay. (laughs) So let me me ask you, Mark. Let's just start off. Isn't it true that almost anything will kill you given a high enough dose? Mm. So how are we to know what's poison and what's just someone being stupid? What's the most amount of regular blood you could drink before it was like too much? Did you say blood or alcohol? I'm sorry, I didn't blood. get that. Oh, poison um, is blood. So, poison's a funny concept. If you ate enough hammers, they'd kill you, right? right? right Does that right, make right. hammers poisonous? No. So, the way we tend to think about it has to do with whether or not they're screwing with your physiology. So, salt, you all need salt or your nerves don't work, sodium chloride. All of your nerves use sodium to get their stuff done. If you eat like a cup of salt, it'll shut that down. That's poisonous. Water. Well, you drink too much water, it dilutes everything. Is it really a poison? If you, you know, it's, it's not really a solid concept as to what is a poison or what is not. It has a lot to do with. The field has yet to define poison. This is what you're telling me. I, th- I think I am. And in fact, when we were working on these ideas. For inter- the exhibit. Yeah. yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. The intersection between the concept of poison and toxin and venom and so on was really a very English language centered kind of semantic argument, and we just gave up on it. So, toxins and venom. I mean, how many movies have extracted venom from a frog or a snake, put it in a bullet, and 
you know, there's a lot of this. Seven. <laughs> you know your movies. <laughs> Name them. So, I, uh, no. Go, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, I uh, would rather be cut off. <laughs> uh, where? <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Just the very, very front. So, okay, so, so. So poison affects you chemically, that's what you're saying. <laughs> it affects you physiologically and it invariably is chemically, yes. And so when I, th I think of some poisons that are just chemicals that you might find out there, like arsenic, right? Yes, or dihydrogen oxide. You mean water? Yeah, water. You can, you, who do you think you're messing with here? <laughs> yeah, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> No, but this actually makes a point. People think things are poisonous because they're complicated Tell names that story. Do you know the story about dihydrogen oxide? Oh, no, you tell The me. story of water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There was no, it's a, a good story. Go on. There was, there was, there was, there was, Some of you might want to leave. There was, there was a kid who was sort of testing the gullibility of the public, or at least their fear of science and things that sound bad. Mm -hmm set up a petition in the street to ban dihydrogen oxide. Because, if inhaled, it creates suffocation. <laughs> it is the biggest ingredient in acid rain. It sure is. And you go down the list. Everybody signed the petition. Oh yeah, I would have definitely signed the hell out of that. <laughs> so, this is something that we get at the museum, right? Is What's it like living on a planet with poison gas? Because that's got to be terrible. Yeah. Okay. So far, I agree. So far, I love it. <laughs> that's why I don't leave Earth. So it turns out you're living on one. <laughs> one of the most destructive elements to your body is oxygen. I mean, all of the things that oxygen does to your DNA is absolutely terrible. This uh. is a poisonous planet, and we're surviving. It's amazing. So we should go in a room with no oxygen, and we'll be healthy. Wait, what are what some of the bad things? I'm just going to yeah, go like, home please. and eat a bag of hammers and get it over with. Um, please elaborate on all the things uh, that oxygen does to my body because I am a hypochondriac and this is oh, really? a wonderful episode yeah. for me to be involved with right I'm now. Right, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Suffice it to say ripping your DNA apart is probably not a good thing. Yeah, but it obviously takes its time. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We're comparing ripping your DNA apart eventually and dying within three minutes. Oh, no, there's only one thing that will kill you in three minutes. Well, well, well do tell. <laughs> What's that? It's not a bad joke by Jon Stewart. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Jeez. Wait, what's the John Stewart joke? Yeah, like what? Yeah. I'm so screwed. Uh, <laughs> I'm never going to be invited on this. Is this show. something from Big Daddy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, do we want to dig deeper into his uh, film no, career? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, people about. complain about oxygen. If you don't have any oxygen at all, you will die sooner than whatever bad things the oxygen did to your DNA would kill you. Right? Is that a fair statement to make? Probably. So the thing is, is that what we're doing in our own bodies is ripping electrons off of things and giving them to oxygen at the end. That's how we get energy. 
But that's a pretty caustic thing to be doing. And we've got enzymes and other things in our body that make that happen. And we control all of the free radicals and so on. But it doesn't mean that oxygen isn't toxic. It's wicked toxic. It's horribly toxic. There's a huge cottage industry on antioxidants. What do you think that's about? That makes that's what anti antioxidants. I never even thought about the word, but I was buying all of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So of all the animals out there, how many are poisonous? So poison and venom is a funny thing. So I like to say that there's no such thing as a poisonous snake. There isn't a single snake you can't eat. You can eat a snake. Well, now wait. <laughs> He's looking at you, ma'am. Yeah. There are boatloads of venomous snakes, and of course the Aussies. Are there any Australians in the audience? Oi. Oi. Is that what you... I can... <laughs> So Aust yeah, yeah, yeah. Australians love to say, oh, wow, we've got 18 of the most venomous snakes on the planet and 12 of the most venomous uh, spiders and eight of the most venomous fish and yada, 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 yada. <laughs> okay, fine. But you're really very... And 90 of the drunkest ladies. <laughs> You're really <laughs> unlikely, extremely unlikely to die of any of those things in Australia because Australia has Western medicine like we have and, and you're probably going to survive. The place where you're going to die from a snake bite is where you can't get care, at, like Burkina Faso, from a snake that's not nearly as venomous, but you're just not going to find care. Okay, so you're cool with venomous animals out there just as long as you have a snake bite kit next to you. I just want to get a sense of how dangerous it really is out there. I don't like snakes. <laughs> how long would it take that snake to kill you? The one that you just mentioned. The Which one? I didn't actually oh, mention. Uh, the snake that where you're somewhere and it takes a while. And it's well, so, okay, no so the one the, in Australia, the, the inland type, and there's a guy named uh, Kevin Budden who a was... A snake? No. <laughs> <laughs> what, they're naming him one by one now? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Kevin. He bit my cousin. So this guy, Kevin... <laughs> And he's a herpetologist. And it turns out that most people who die of snake bites are probably herpetologists because they're the ones who are handling snakes. They're the was... ones who study snakes. I'm hoping. <laughs> herpetologists? I could help you with that. They don't study herpes. They study <laughs> snakes. Sick. Sick job. Better okay. job. So herpy means creeping. Creeping. So, I yeah. didn't know that. So we're cool. in the same place here. Good. All right. Mm -hmm. So this guy, Kevin, in the 50s, he found this inland type in and he grabbed it with his arm and it wrapped around and it started spitting all over him and he, he couldn't hold on to it. Some guy drives up in a pickup truck and sees this guy in distress and says, oh, come on, get in the cab. So he gets in the cab and he explains that he's got this incredibly venomous snake, the most venomous snake on the planet. The guy who's driving the truck is like, um, can you maybe get out? <laughs> But he takes him down to the museum. Unfortunately, the snake gets away, bites Kevin Budden. The point of Wait, Kevin... he takes him to a museum? The yeah. Museum of Natural History. These are great places where lovely things happen. I work at one. Okay. I thought in the story someone was bitten by a poisonous snake right. and then taken to a museum. I get why museums are great. That's what you did back then. I'm doing a little story contraction. Okay. That was hard to follow, though. <laughs> So unfortunately, Kevin died. He was bitten. <laughs> How do you yeah, it's because yeah, they took him to a museum bad. instead of a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> what year was this? Uh, it was it was in the fifties. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. The, that's yeah. They didn't know the difference between hospitals <laughs> and museums. <laughs> so anyone who's been bitten by this incredibly venomous snake in Australia has Kevin to thank because. 
that very snake was the source of anti-venom, which we can create if, if we have a live animal. And he insisted that that animal never be killed so that it could be used to create life-saving... I do have a question. How do they make anti-venom, though, from a live animal? So that's a great story, especially as it concerns the origins of it. The United Fruit Company, which you all know is Dole. <laughs> I didn't know United Fruit Company was I Dole. I thought yeah, you yeah, made yeah. it up. Did anybody else? Was I the only one? It's now didn't? Dole. No. Okay. Great. Somebody from Monsanto knew. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere. Logical progression. You clear a forest, you plant banana trees to sell bananas to people in the United States. You've got a lot of people who are working in those banana plantations. And all of a sudden, you've got a lot of rodents in there that are eating the bananas that are not being sold to Americans. So the snakes come in and start eating the rodents. But then people are working in a place with a lot of snakes. And people start dying, getting bit, and so forth. So the United Fruit Company created serpentariums in places like the Honduras and also down in Brazil in order to find ways to create anti-venoms for the workers so that if they got bit, you could save their lives. If you and your grandma don't speak the same language, it can be hard to express your love for her. McDonald's can help. To celebrate the launch of the new Grandma McFlurry, McDonald's is inviting fans to visit sweetconnections.ai, where you can record a video message for grandma that's translated into her native language. The tech will clone your voice, reanimate your face, and translate your words so that you look like you're speaking another language. Check out sweetconnections.ai, then get a Grandma McFlurry at McDonald's. Available for a limited time. At participating McDonald's, select languages available. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Every memorable gift starts with a wondrous story. Giving a gift with energy helps it last just that bit longer. So imagine a story from the high seas where Jefferson's ocean bourbon and rye whiskies are aged and transformed by unpredictable and unrelenting elements. They'll taste a journey in every sip, darkened by pounding waves, kissed by ocean breezes and caramelised by equatorial heat. Give the gift of adventure. Give Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon and Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon Rye. Please, sip responsibly. Copyright 2023, Jefferson's Bourbon Company, Crestwood, Kentucky. (laughs) 
so okay, as a as a leech biologist, my animal, my the thing I've decided to study is a biodiversity scientist looking at leeches. They're they're attracted to me, so I don't have to really go looking. Um, oh, that was clever. Uh, yes. Wow. Now, how hard is it to find a black hole? <laughs> no, we can find it. We just can't. We're not going to bring it. We're not going to bring it into the lab. That's well, all no, they'll they'll about. bring us eventually. Yeah, yeah, they'll get us. It's a long wait. Not well, just I I happen to know something. Just. You're not the kind of leech guy who studies the leeches that lodge inside of a hippopotamus rectum, are you? Yeah, what kind of a leech guy are you? That's I'm actually... Kind of, are you a hardcore leech guy or are you like... <laughs> so, I don't so, come in the rectum. So, so yes, I, yes, I am that leech guy. You like, are! Oh, wait, but I, I noticed that you just brought black hole and leeches into the same sentence with the hippo rectum thing. <laughs> Because that's how I roll. Just, just so you know, I'm that kind of hippopotamus. <laughs> Have I got an undergraduate for you? <laughs> Have you got a forearm for me? Uh, here's what I want to understand. There are all of these, all of these ways animals and plants can poison you or, or stick venom in you. Yes. I, I, do, do, you yes. do you have a... Could you give us an overview on what their poison and venom does to your body. Because there was a whole recitation in Kill Bill with, as, as Daryl Hannah, is Darryl she the one? Daryl Hannah, Hannah sister, watches the guy die yeah. as she's thumbing through her, her Google notes yeah. on how, so could you give us some? A well, that was a black mamba and black mamba, well, she was black mamba. That was her. Of course, her. The, there was a black mamba. Um, so snakes actually, typically with a snake, there's a cocktail. And similarly, like your cocktail, there are lots of poisons in things like snake venoms and in plants and so forth. Very rarely will you find any animal that has only one or plant that has only one. When I said that I love plants because they can't run away, they're defending themselves with something. Nicotine, caffeine, uh, theobromine in, in cocoa. All of these things are actually insecticides. Uh, the, the meaning, meaning insects won't eat like caffeine plants. They eat them and then they go lie down in a hammock and go, I need more or that's Chocolate. your self-defense, right? right? That's yeah. the way. That, yeah. but, okay, so so the the ingredients that resist insects, we find other uh, uses for them. That for absolutely cinnamon, vanilla, all of those things are insecticides. They're delicious. <laughs> which if means you're not you, an insect, which means you're not an insect. Yeah, that's, that's evidence. how you can tell. That's the test. I that's do. the evidence. Yeah. yeah, I'll give someone vanilla, and if they eat it, I'm like, not an insect. <laughs> Would you like to get dinner sometime? <laughs> So, all right, so I get it. So, so that's fascinating to me that there's a, there are chemicals out there that the plant uses to protect itself, yet it doesn't work when humans come in because we, they're recreational drugs for us, right? Well, it sometimes does work in the sense that uh, things in the Belladonna family, for example, Belladonna. Uh, that's a famous. Yeah, sure. Actually, we get it. It's a. It, <laughs> A family of porn stars. Oh. Uh, yeah. The, uh, witches' flying ointments were basically plants ground up and smeared on the skin. Now, it's a very bad idea to do this. We have this thing that we call a therapeutic index, which is the difference between the effective dose and the... Uh, lethal dose and you really want those to be very 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 far apart 
because if the effective dose is very close to the lethal dose, then you could overdose mm -hmm, very that's death. easily. And <laughs> that's death. <laughs> Just making sure you're with us. You oh, got, got that you. one. I okay. got you. I'm not with you for a lot of it, but I'm right. with you with death. It's why people warn you about heroin. <laughs> Hero some very good example. And by the way. Yes. Wait, wait. Give the example. Give, don't buy it away yet. Give me the, give, what are you saying? Mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Psilocybin. <laughs> wait, wait. Confirm what I've just learned. Wrap it up, Burning Man. I just learned this year, I learned, please confirm for me, that humans or mushrooms are more genetically alike than either humans or mushrooms are to green plants. Oh, clearly. Yeah, of course. Their sperm is the same. Wait, wait, okay, whoa, I didn't, I didn't uh, get that. Let's go back. I didn't get that far in the similarity. We have well, humans. That's just the evidence. Their sperm is the same. You didn't want to go there, did you? No, I didn't know that that was a place to go. Wait, what did You're you saying, say? Yeah. What about Human the sperm? What part of it? What did you say? About yeah, sure. It? Uh, wait, I've been following nothing, <laughs> and then that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just science. Yeah, yeah. All right, wait. So you got to bail us out of this one. Okay, let's I go just, back. I to just the said we're related. You're talking about. Sperm. Okay, they're not exactly the same, but they look the same. So mushrooms, let's go back to psilocybin. I think we're safer. Please, them. okay. Just for that guy. <laughs> yeah. So which of you three have ever done... Uh, no, I'm not going to ask you that. Unless you want to answer. All together or just yeah. individually? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want three people to go like when I was 19? So psilocybin... The effective dose, the dose to get whatever effect that you might possibly want, is measured in femtograms. Now, you're the astrophysicist. How, how many zeros? That's a metric prefix of a very small number. Right. So femto, so we have, uh, I don't know, femto, that might be uh, 10 to the minus 15 or 10 to the minus 12. So it's like 14 zeros and then a something? No, minus 12. So it'd be oh, 12. like... And so, you don't want to switch to ounces right now? <laughs> <laughs> you want to figure out the femtogram. Do you want the smiley face or do you want the rainbow? <laughs> Please don't draw on my face. So, <laughs> so it's measured in femtogram. Oh, wait, just, just to be clear, so, so uh, nano, as in sort of nanotechnology, that's one billionth of right. a thing. And I think femto is like a, a millionth of yeah, that? I think, so, a so, yeah, no, that. a thousandth of that. You, so you have nano, femto, oh, it's a pico. Thank you. Oh, P oh right. Yeah. yeah I think is it's a nano pico femto atto. Can we agree that it's a very small number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what go. I was asking. Go. I what, tell. Go. I'm good. Whatever this number is, okay. it sounds so, like I took so, too much. So, <laughs> <laughs> so therapeutic, okay, so therapeutic, therapeutic index. Go. Therapeutic index is the ratio of what is effective for what you want and what is lethal. The lethal dose of magic mushrooms is 15 pounds. <laughs> Really? You have to eat 15... Can you even fit I was close. 15 pounds? I, I, I feel like... I was like... No, like 15 six. pounds would be... An, uh, that's a mound. Mushrooms yeah, yeah, are mostly a, air. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking you're walking in front of a bus before that. Yeah. And after. So if any... Yeah. If you're listening, they're safe. <laughs> So, wait, just, wait, just, wait, just wait. This, this message is not endorsed by the American Museum of Natural History. <laughs> just by those who work there. <laughs> so, and where in the back I get my mushrooms. 
So some of these things people do recreationally, but other things we come next to and snuggle with knowing it'll kill us. Like in Japan, they have the, the puffer fish. What do they call it? The, the fugu. Fugu. Yeah. <laughs> the people eat that, and that'll kill you. Yet they eat it. Sure. Why? I don't know. It's tasteless. It really, it's terrible. I mean, look, okay. So, and I think they eat it because of the, the, the risk of, of dying like a kabuki actor. What was his name? Do you remember? There was a kabuki, a kabuki actor. Marcel Marceau? Why am I, I looking at you? <laughs> my total recall for kabuki actors is... I brought some poison. Would you like some? That's a book. Or is it poison inside it? Uh, no, uh, that's a really bad... Oh, is it like bad. one of those things where you in a book? It's uh, a really unfortunate way to hide poison. Oh, it really I is have, poison. Wait, 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 wait. This is... That is oh, poison. that is a bunch this. of poison. <laughs> Sorry, Legit. that's not a book. You Legit. really brought poison. You walk around with this? But it's like one of them salt and peppers or those... That well, poison. here, if you'll, if you'll allow me. Can you clarify me. this for everyone really quickly? Barnes & Noble was fooled entirely by this... <laughs> Security at the Bell House was fooled entirely. <laughs> so, uh, uh, just a couple of things. Would you pass that to the gentleman on your right? Uh, Careful, okay. dude. Is it Mark okay is now passing around poisons among the panel. Passing cinnamon bark. Do I have to wash my hands? Or do well, I, yeah. if you don't like the smell of cinnamon. So cinnamon, a he's lot right. Of the th- uh, like, as we said earlier, a lot, a lot of the things... So just eat all that now, quickly, and it'll be over soon. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene, why are you licking... Yeah, Something dude. out of a box called poison. <laughs> poison. Well, you because are really, first of all, you will do I anything. trust him. Second of all, it tastes like cinnamon. <laughs> Thirdly, you shouldn't trust me. Here's some curare. What's that? Ah, don't lick it. I Jesus, think is. I don't it was, want to touch. It was really when you, you said me. cinnamon bark that I stopped being scared. But when you said the other word, I am a little scared. But it does. It does raise a really good point. Is that you know plants can't run away, so they're producing things to protect themselves from insects or or, or herbivores. And we, being thoughtful, thinking uh, human beings, most of the time have figured out how to leverage these things for our benefit. Sometimes, for example, for hunting. Sometimes for medical purposes. Hunting, as in tips of arrows that would. Sure. Kill. Yeah. There's a there's a bug. Uh, I shouldn't call it a bug. It's a beetle larvum bug. That the sun in South Africa would grind up and put on arrows in order to take down big mammals. It turns out that whole mythology of elephants chewing on marula fruit and getting high and getting a little bit drunk, there's not enough alcohol in marula fruit to make them drunk. They're getting high off of the toxin from the beetles in the marula tree, which is the same one the sun were using for like killing things. Because elephant's a big animal. Yeah. So elephants can get drunk off of... Beetles? Beetle juice. Yeah. (laughs) Say that Uh, three times. uh, What's in your... Alcohol. Number one cause of poisoning in the world. Alcohol. Just to clarify, what you're saying is, what we call poison is, in some sense, biologically arbitrary, because it's the thing that'll kill us at a particular dose, but other doses could be just fine, be recreational, and we'll have fun and medicinal and all the rest. So for everything we ingest, we got to measure where it kills us, then we call it a poison. So I'm going to say, I'm going to pull a Neil deGrasse Tyson on you. <laughs> Anytime. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not biologically arbitrary. It's actually biologically measurable. We can actually measure the... I, didn't, I really didn't mean arbitrary. I meant it was... You don't know in advance Dude, do you that use something is poison until it kills you, and then you back off from that a few notches. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and then you say it's recreational. No, it's actually worse than that. So 
the, the way this is measured is LD50, lethal dose 50. What that means is that you've got at least 100 things and you've killed 50 of them with some dose and then you know what the, so you, yeah, it's bad. Say that again, but quicker. <laughs> no. <laughs> LD50, lethal dose 50. You actually have to have a, like 100 mice and at what dose do half of them die? Oh, oh man. nice. What's I mean, nice is that we don't do it with comedians. We do it with mice. Yeah. It's, it would, I imagine, be illegal. Because well, my guess murder. is it, takes, it usually takes a higher dose for comedians. Yeah, yeah. But All right, I, wait, we're going to wrap this segment. Let me, so just for the wrap-up, yeah. tell us what your favorite poison is. And you can buy whatever metric you choose. Your Because fa- you're the man who's the poison man. So you're going to tell us all what's your favorite poison. It's like asking what's your favorite child. <laughs> I'm sure it's exactly and like that. Yeah. A true <laughs> psychopath. <laughs> okay, I got to say it's probably tetrodotoxin, which is the poison in the puffer fish that you were talking about. It's a poison that acts on neurons, but what's amazing about it is it does not affect your heart. So you get to stay alive as you're dying. Mm. Oh, it's like real torture. It's, tr- yeah. it's total, total. Does it hurt or is it just upsetting? <laughs> Um, actually, you don't feel much pain. Uh, well, you don't feel anything, but your brain's working and your heart's working and you're zombified. Well, so, so your brain is working differently then, right? Wait, wait. So, so what you're saying How is... How do you know what you're you have You have an awareness yes. of your death and there's yes. nothing you can do about it. Well... Was it like the diving you bell have an and the awa- butterfly? No, no, no. Is it that? You're you have an awareness. Of, like kiss at a dragon. Did you see that? You have awareness of all of the people around you. And I missed that one. I'm sorry. That was a great one. That's yeah, the sorry. Jet League. No, totally it's classic. Yeah. Okay. Screw that. Oh, yeah. With the pin and he puts it in the <laughs> yeah. guy, the French police. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sick. It's sick. Okay. Uh, you have an awareness of all the people saving your life. Because you actually get to see them, you get to hear them, or whatever. But tetrodotoxin is kind of interesting because we, we know it from pufferfish, we know it from blue-ringed octopus, we know it from the rough-skinned newt in Oregon, and we only know that because some guy decided to eat his own pet in a bar. <laughs> People shouldn't eat their pets. It's a bad idea because they're probably toxic. That's why you shouldn't eat your pet. <laughs> because it might be toxic. Yeah, okay. That's... <laughs> There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the internet. Which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high coverage foundation. More popular than soft launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi, it's more popular than influencers. See you in there. Guess who's a Verizon Fios customer? Okay, it's me. You got me. That's right. And I love Verizon Fios because I love having a fiber optic connection come directly into my home. That's right. It doesn't stop at the street and then regular cable comes in. No, it comes directly into my home. And that gives me the best viewing experience that I could ever have. And now for a limited time, you 
can stream what you love for less with Verizon. Get one year of Peacock Premium for just $19.99. That's a savings of over 60%. Save on all your favorite shows and movies from Traders to Love Island to Trolls Band Together to Yellowstone. Start saving on the subscription you love at verizon.com slash plus play. Available through Verizon Plus Play. New Peacock subscriptions only. After one-year promotional period, subscription auto-renews at then-current annual price plus tax unless you cancel. $59.99 until July 17th, 2024. As of July 18th, 2024, the price will increase to $79.99. Additional terms apply. See verizon.com slash plus play for more details. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. So does every animal out there have some parasite that just loves sucking its body fluids? Well, given that most of the animals out there are parasites, because every animal that's not a parasite has about five to a hundred, parasitism is the most successful strategy for animals all over the place. Way more than 60% of all animals are parasites. What are we? Parasites. <laughs> Right? Okay, According so, to the Matrix. So parasite, what you're saying is it's easier, evolutionarily speaking, to figure out how to live off the nutrients derived from the fluids of another creature than to... Get a job. Get a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Part of the problem is, is that we consider... Things like tapeworms to be parasites, we consider malaria. To consider be. tapeworms to be parasites? Sound, we sound real judgy. <laughs> we consider tapeworms to be parasites, malaria to be parasites. <laughs> and they don't physiologically do the same thing. And yet we call them parasites. So this is really just a semantic argument about what is a parasite in certain respects. Uh, there's a there's a textbook written by uh, a friend of mine, John John Janaby Jr. And if you look in the glossary under, no, really, that's it's not like his you name. made up that name. Good. Just, just, I'm just saying. Definitely struggle through it. John 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 Jeremy Jr. Last name Jr. Senior. Junior Junior. You know, he's going to listen to this. <laughs> and he's going to know he that he's He doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Enough with the sham already. <laughs> you have no friends. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I don't mean that. I'm okay. I'm your friend. So it, the definition of parasite is the raison d'etre of parasitologist. And if you go to the glossary under parasitologist, it says it's a, it's a quaint old fool who sits on one stool while looking at another. Um, I, hey, but seriously, though, this is... 
all I'm, great, but how many parasites do humans have? Like, yeah, I'd like to know that. Do I, what do I have? How, what parasites do we have at any What do you want? Uh, none of them. Does she have any parasites on her right now? Well, sure. She's got Demodex follicularium probably up in her eyelashes. Great. Good night. Good night. Great. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Good night. Which one of these classes of sort of organisms, which shows up a lot, or like when we read about worms, like nematodes and yeah, things. Yeah, so yeah. how many of them are worms in our body? Yeah. How many worms do You're gonna we love, have? Yeah. You might actually leave. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shall we just go with New York? Yes, yeah. Sure. Uh, okay. What do you mean? There's like a lot, like Boston's like, ooh, you don't want to hear about that? <laughs> <laughs> they, they have all their Cambridge worms. I was thinking. <laughs> Everybody out there who had an itchy butt when they were a kid, raise your hand. Okay. You. Okay. <laughs> all of you who are Can't lying, so. raise your hand. <laughs> so pinworms, pinworms. What about now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like right now. Yeah, so pinworms. <laughs> pinworms are a very common nematode in the even in the developed world. The females lay their eggs in the in your butt. Cause right. intense itching, and it's actually adaptive for the organism because because it's itchy, you scratch, and that lofts the very lightweight eggs into the air and everybody around gets infected. It's an incredibly wonderful way to transmit. Sick. Don't awe, because you all got it. Okay, what's the third creepiest no, parasite? No person is an island unto themselves. But, you know, and you're never alone if you're parasitized. But how many... Do I have like... They're a, your like real 10, friends. parasites? But are there like 10,000 parasites or are there like 85? Are you talking about number of individual parasites species. or species? species? Yeah, species. Oh, so we're, we're, we're host to somewhere in the hundreds to low thousand kind of range that are... No, these are just things that are strictly things that are only in humans that are not in any other animal. Sure. Then, oh, so I feel better. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I was like, right. I don't have to share my no, parasites with cats. No, this is great. Wait, wait. So these are living organisms. We're their universe. And we... Are the, they thrive within us. Only us. Or unless they're getting between us. Then they're kind of, but, kind of not But do we us. need them too? Please say yes. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great question. Yeah, maybe ooh, they ooh. clean our hair and give us mustaches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How many, uh, how, how, many do, works. how many do we have a symbio symbiotic relationship with? Well, the good news is the word symbiosis just means living together and that includes parasitism. So you're thinking of commensalism or mutualism. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant. Yeah. Commens Whoa. I was testing you on that one. Yes. So, I'm sorry. So was how there, many, was there a like, question? Yeah, yeah. The question was sort of how many things live what we used to call symbiotic, but I forget the new word. Uh... <laughs> Uh, uh, on on me and stuff us. that'll screw you up, kind of thing. But, or, no, something uh, yeah. that's like, hey, thank God it's there because it'll eat all your rice. So what we do know, inside you that's, I don't know, but you get it. <laughs> the extra rice that you will not eat. Yeah, exactly. Every, that I just yeah. keep on my torso. We do know that uh, your immune response is educated by some of the things you might get when you're young, uh, including parasites. We do understand that uh, some allergic related things some asthma not all asthma is correlated with environments where you don't get exposed to parasites when you're younger we also know that that for some people with things like crohn's uh, and a few other immunologically related diseases you can actually give them parasites and it makes them better 
It makes the disease, it makes you better. Like makes maybe, you maybe one woman healthier. loves Crohn's. It makes you feel better. <laughs> it makes you feel better. So when you're young, exposure to some classes of parasites uh, help out your immune system for later so that you become stronger we think. more resistant. We think. Okay. It's, it's hard to do controlled studies on humans. Yeah, yeah, completely. You know, Not for he, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have a big basement. <laughs> <laughs> An unstoppable okay. attic. Oh, all right, how about malaria? Uh, no, we're screwed. <laughs> how many people die? Malaria, I mean, what's up with that? Why don't you fix that? Malaria is theoretically eradicable because only humans get it. Ebola, Ebola's like, you just forget it. You can't eradicate Ebola because it's in, it's in all the bushmeat that people eat and then get Ebola by eating bushmeat. So don't eat bushmeat or you'll get Ebola and kill 100,000 bush people. Bushmeat, what, what is exactly bushmeat? <laughs> yeah, I thought I, I mean it very It's literally. like a low-grade... I mean, what do you mean? It's like a low-grade ground thing. beef. You <laughs> yeah. get at some of your major chains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, you're saying you can eradicate Ebola then, because like you can, no, like you can eradicate. Of, I mean, the, we're like incidental hosts. Like for it's Ebola. in possums in the forest. It's actually uh, we now know it's in uh, fruit bats, mostly oh. fruit bats. Yeah. So you're saying we would have to vaccinate fruit bats as well as ourselves in order to get rid of Ebola? You would have to either eat all the fruit bats or eat all the humans, and and all get Ebola. <laughs> right. You would I mean, have to just... not eat all the fruit bats, murder them. Right. Right. So malaria, malaria is different. Malaria is, the malaria species that infect us only infect us. And so theoretically we can get rid of it. But we got 200 million people who die of malaria. That's two, so 200 million people, big number, right? Wait, wait. Yes. Uh, I need, for that to be a rate, there has to be a time unit in there. So You want a time unit? 200 million, like per... How about this? Okay. 747 jet crashing every minute and a half, and it's all full of children. That's malaria. Ooh. Okay, comedians, work with that. Well. Uh, Uh, Is there any way to get them to be teenagers? (laughs) So, Mark, so, so, so... If an actual 747 crashed every 90 seconds in one day ever, no one would travel and they ground all airplanes for the rest of the universe. Right. Yet this is going on with the malaria. Right. And right. what are we doing about it? Well, there are a lot of people doing a lot of things. And in fact, uh, what's interesting. And, 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 and can you only get it from a mosquito? You get it from another human, and it's transmitted by a mosquito. So what's interesting is that it exists in places where people are infected, and then other people get infected. So mosquitoes are not the cause. They're the vector. So, so if, What does that mean? Meaning, can you get it from a person and a mosquito? Or, or? No, the mosquito will bring it from one person to another. But if you, if you, if you oh, actually cure someone... It's like someone, a terrible train. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm I not see. flying or taking the train oh. now. So you, you catch malaria from another person because the mosquito got it from the other person and brought it to you. Absolutely. Whoa. Okay, so, so malaria we associate with the tropics. By the way, there was a huge, you must know this, uh, back at the turn of the previous century, there was a big exhibit on malaria and mosquitoes uh, brought about by all the effort to make the Panama Canal. 
And we have that huge model that's, I don't think it's yeah. on display, of this mosquito. It's like this big. Here's the funny thing. is In our, in our museum, we, we, we've got a, a mosquito on display that's called... It's, a, this, it's this big. Yeah, yeah it's a mosqu malaria mosquito. It's a male, and the males don't feed on blood. <laughs> Idiots. I knew that museum was wrong. <laughs> so, okay, so I never knew... So I didn't know that. So, I mean, that's not as bad as The Daily Show having the planet go in the wrong come way. Come on, but, man. Oh! Hey, come on. It is Am literally I right? worse. <laughs> They're a comedy show, and you're a science museum. <laughs> but both can be corrected with money. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.